Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Aaron Summers. The Saints are back at practice on Friday, second practice of the week as they started practices on Thursday this week because of the short week playing on Monday night. Pushed everything back a little bit, wanted to take some extra time to recover basically kept their same schedule. So Tuesday, they reviewed some of the film from Monday night's game. Wednesday was a complete day off. A couple players, I'm sure, came in, got some workouts in, got some rehab. And then they hit the outside practice field because upcoming game this weekend, Sunday in Pittsburgh, 12 o'clock Central, 1 o'clock Eastern as the game is at Pittsburgh. They have an outdoor stadium, so they're trying to emulate what it's like to play on that field although the weather is going to be completely different. Here it's been nice. It's 70, 75. It's going to be a high of 40 in Pittsburgh this weekend with a chance of snow on Saturday night. So it's definitely going to be chilly, definitely going to be different elements for the team. For the first time this season, they played outside, just haven't played in in cold weather like that yet. So we'll see how that goes. The Steelers are coming off a bye week. They're 2-6 and six on the season so far. They're riding with rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett. Offensively, they're statistically the worst in the NFL. They are averaging 15 points per game, 299 yards. Defensively, they're not much better. They're 29th, allowing 395 yards per game. They're allowing the most yards through the air. Actually have given up more passing touchdowns than any other team with 17. And they're 23rd in points, giving up 24 and a half points per game. The Steelers are 5-0 coming off bye week since 2017, which is, yes, a really good record. The Saints, they're 5-1 against teams coming off their bye week since 2015, which is the best record in the NFL. So we'll see how that plays out, but it is definitely a fun stat heading into this game. Injuries have been a big focus for both teams, actually. It was a lengthy injury report for the Saints on Thursday. Running back Mark Ingram did not participate. Cornerback Marshawn Lattimore still did not participate. Center Eric McCoy, who left the game early on Monday night, did not participate because of a calf injury. Same with guard Andrus Pete with a tricep injury, not participating so far this week. Linebacker Pete Werner, who also left the game early Monday, did not participate with an ankle. Marcus May, Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, Jarvis Landry, all of those also listed on the injury report. So we'll see who we get back on Friday's injury report, if anybody is elevated to limited or from limited to full, especially the offensive line. Although Pete Carmichael, offensive coordinator, did say that they're still looking to get some players back, kind of trying to see where people are as the week goes on to see how they'll have to move people around the lines. User Ruiz ended up sliding over and playing center for a little while in Monday's game, something that he might have to do again this weekend, something that he did a lot last season. For the Steelers, they're actually getting some players back. Reigning NFL Defensive Player of the Year linebacker TJ Watt 
15 sacks the last six games at home. He's got a great ability to get to the quarterback. It will help with them limiting big plays. Steelers did trade their leading wide receiver, Chase Claypool, to the Bears at the trade deadline. He's their slot receiver, so it's going to be interesting to see how they adjust without him. Although we'll hear shortly from one of their beat reporters that it actually might bode well for a rookie, Kenny Pickett, quarterback. He will be looking for Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, or Pat Fryermuth, their tight end who's done very well this season. Let's go ahead and bring in that reporter that I alluded to. It is ESPN NFL Nation reporter for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Brooke Pryor. You can see her all over the ESPN platform. She's on GetUp a lot. Really lucky to be able to catch up with her and, and get some insight into the opposition this week. Brooke, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. It's awesome to have you to give us the perspective of the Steelers heading into our Sunday game. How are you? I am not bad. Uh, like the Steelers, I am also rested coming off a of bye week. They might go. be a little bit more rested than I am, but you know, I'm I'm ready to get back to being in a stadium and watching football in front of me this weekend. You've been at practices this week, and the team has historically done very well off of the bye. They've won the last five games off of byes dating back to 2017. What has been the mentality of the team coming off that little break there? Yeah, I think this team really needed to get refreshed. Um, you look at the way that they started their season two and six. This is not a typical Steelers season. Um, in a lot of ways, they're in the middle of a rebuild, but they will not say that word because that word does not exist in Pittsburgh. It's, you know, playoff, Super Bowl or bust every year. But the reality is that they transitioned to a rookie quarterback midway through the first half of the season. Uh, their defense was very injured um, through a lot of the year. And I think that they just had to deal with a lot of growing pains. And so for this team, the first half, this, the first half of the bye was a lot of self self scouting. The Steelers are actually one of the teams that, the, <clears throat> that they are out at practice Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the week of the bye. And then they get away Wednesday afternoon, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and so I think that this team did self-scouting, self-evaluation, and then they also just turned their mind off of football and really got refreshed. And I think that um, that is going to be the key for them going forward to kind of flush the first half of the season and look to the second half, knowing that Kenny Pickett has more game experience. Uh, TJ Watts coming back. DeMonte Casey is coming back. Um, and they're going to have hopefully more help on both sides of the ball. As you mentioned with Watt and KZ coming back, obviously that's huge difference makers on the defensive side of the ball. You're talking the reigning defensive player of the year in TJ Watt. What will that add for this upcoming weekend? I mean, it adds everything. And it's funny because uh, we just finished talking with defensive coordinator Terrell Austin and he kind of tamped down the, the expectations of how much we could see TJ Watt play, you know, saying that he's coming back from, you know, essentially a nine-week absence. So he may not be out there a full 60 plays or, or however many plays on the defensive side of the ball. But let's be honest, like TJ Watt will be out there as much as he can be. And he mm -hmm. does things that no one else in the National Football League can do. Um, and it's not just the energy that he brings. Um, I mean, his sack celebration, the kick, the, the leadership, the communication, all of that, the intangibles are huge. But let's be real, his his difference is measurable on the stat lines, too. I mean, this is a team that has had, I believe, eight sacks since T.J. Watt went out of the lineup. Eight in, what, seven games, eight games, seven games? That is 
unacceptable and unreal for a Steelers team that has led the league in sacks for many years, um, has had, you know, impressive historic sack totals, had a, a long streak. I mean, this is TJ Watt changes their pass rush. I also had completely forgotten when he played against the Bengals in that first week, he not only had a sack, he also had an interception. Um, and the Steelers as a whole, I think, had three or four picks of Joe Burrow. So he just creates havoc. He is a difference maker. And even though the rest of the defense obviously has to pick up their game on their own, I think he just lifts the level for everyone and makes it easier for everybody to do their individual jobs. You've alluded to it. it. This season has kind of been an anomaly for head coach Mike Tomlin. Defensively, they are allowing the most points that they've ever allowed underneath him, the most yards, especially through the air. And then at the least amount of sacks, they only are, have about 1.9 a game. So under two a game, which is again, the worst in his head coaching tenor there. What has been the, the issue? If you can put your finger on one thing, I know it might be hard, but overall, <laughs> uh, what do you think it has, the reason has been? I mean, I, I do think a lot of it is just not having TJ Watt out there. Mm -hmm. um, having, they've had some, some injuries also in the secondary has been a big problem. Um, Akello Witherspoon had the hamstring injury that kept him out for a while. Then when he came back, corner position wasn't great. And when he came back, Levi Wallace went out with a shoulder injury. Um, they have had also a really tough schedule facing teams like the Bills and the Eagles, um, the Browns, even though the Browns are not, um, they're not, I don't, I, I think the Browns will be a lot better than the second half of the season, but they have just been put in some really tough positions early on and they were doing so shorthanded. Um, but I, I think that they had a lack of depth in a lot of different positions, including at outside linebacker where TJ Watt went down. I mean, once he went down, there was Alex Highsmith and then they kind of had a rotation in the other spot until they finally added Malik Reed. Um, and even then like Malik Reed wasn't playing great. They've also had injuries at nose tackle. So I just think as a whole, this defense has been shorthanded. And then you look at the offense, the offense hasn't been able to sustain drives. Mm -hmm. A lot of three and outs, it puts the defense right back on the field. They're just not playing complimentary football and it has hurt every side of this team. You mentioned Kenny Pickett being a rookie, getting kind of thrown in there a little bit earlier than maybe expected. And it's been tough for him. How do you think this week off or the extra time now being halfway through a season is going to benefit him? I mean, any time that Pickett can get working with the receivers, working with the first-team offensive line, all of that is huge because he, in the way that the Steelers structured their offseason and their training camp, he wasn't getting the same number of reps as Mitch Trubisky was getting mm -hmm. as the starter. I mean, it, it was kind of assumed and largely telegraphed from the minute minicamp started and OTAs started that, Mitch Trubisky was going to be the starter and Kenny Pickett would be second team and, and Mason Rudolph would be third. And there was a little bit of jockeying in training camp, but still by and large, it was Mitch Trubisky getting all the first team reps with these guys, building the chemistry, working on some of those things that you can only get better at just by repping it a million times. And so any opportunity that Pickett has now to work with these guys individually, to go over game plans, to be in practice with the first team is huge. 
Um, and so I think hopefully that week off, those couple days where he wasn't, you know, having to install a game plan and he could just focus on his guys and building a relationship with those guys will help him in the long run. And they have high hopes for him. I mean, he has two touchdown throws to eight interceptions. It has to get better because mm-hmm. it can't get much worse. <laughs> but I, I do think that it also helps him that um, the Chase Claypool trade, which is crazy to say, but I, I think that this will allow him to go for George Pickens more often. I think Pat Fryermuth is going to continue to be involved. I'm interest, just interested to see what Steven Sims does in the slot, but I think this offense will end up running smoother without Chase Claypool, and I think it'll make it easier for Kenny Pickett because it'll be more simplified. You mentioned some options there, wide receiver, tight end, but what about running back? What's going on with Najee Harris? That is the million dollar question. I mean, he has struggled this season. There, there's no, there's no tiptoeing around it. Uh, but he did have a Liz Frank injury in training camp. I saw the minute that it happened, and it was initially explained away as he got stepped on. Uh, it was much more serious than that, and he played with a steel plate in his foot or in in his shoe for the first couple games of the season, and you could just tell the burst wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And now, recently, I think that that part of that when he was hurt he wasn't getting the same opportunity to gel with the offensive line. And the offensive line is still a work in progress. They are not as bad as they seemed in the preseason, but they're also not the same group that was here, you know, three, four seasons ago when they were one of the best in the league with a lot of veterans. And so I think that, that Najee is slow coming off that injury, although he tells me he's 100%. Um, but I also think he's trying to do too much, and he sees the offensive deficiencies. He sees that this offense is dead in a lot of ways. And so when you see him kind of dancing or hesitating to make a move, he's trying to hit the home run play every single time. And sometimes you don't need to hit a home run play. Sometimes you just need to pick up a couple yards and, and keep the ball moving. Um, but he's also not being put in great situations. He's running the ball mostly on first and second down, really predictable. Everyone in the stadium knows Najee Harris is going to touch the ball on first down. And so I think that he, it's just a combination of injury and situational football and the rest of the offense not being, playing great. And it's just created this perfect storm where he hasn't had a good season and he's really down on himself. And so I think that that he has to pick himself up and the Steelers also may need to lean on Jalen Warren a little bit more to get the run game jump started. All right. Before I let you go, keys looking at the Saints come in there this weekend. What are some things that the Steelers are focusing in on? You know, they're going to have to limit the big plays. Um, I know that the Saints aren't necessarily known for a ton of them right now, but I mean, they've got to limit Chris Olave. They've got to to be wary of Alvin Kamara. Um, I, I think they're also, you know, on the offensive side, they are keeping eyes on Cam Jordan. It's funny because we've got Cam Hayward here. They're about to face Cam Jordan. And some of the guys have noted, like, they're kind of the same person. They play the same position, same name, and they have the same attitude about things. So both veteran guys. Um, I think the the other storyline I'm really interested to see, and I'm really excited to see how it plays out, is Montrevis Adams, a guy that was in New Orleans for a little bit, um, ended up getting a second chance or third chance or whatever number of chance he's on here in Pittsburgh, and he he's not looking at this game like a like a revenge tour, um, but he kind of takes personal he he kind of takes it personally that Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season, and he really gives Mike Tomlin credit for giving him another chance here in Pittsburgh and for bringing him in on Monday uh, last year. And he was playing on by Sunday. And so 
he he told me that you know he's like I want to win for Mike Tomlin I I want to do everything I can because he's a good coach and he treats me like a person and so I think that he's coming into this game pretty juiced up and I'm excited to see how that translates because he's he's had a pretty good season so far under the radar but um after he was injured in training camp for a little bit I, I think that, that he's rebounded quite nicely it's definitely going to be an interesting matchup. Obviously, the Steelers coming off the bye, Saints coming off a little bit shorter week. Both teams really still struggling to find some consistency offensively. And then, you know, even on the defensive side, just not being able to make all the plays that they need, um, you know, at the right times, I guess. We're sitting there with, you know, last in the league in turnover takeaways. And there's definitely some areas that are going to be continued to be a focus for both teams, I think, going forward and, and both teams are really looking for a win. So it's going to be a battle for sure. Exactly. And Mike Tomlin called this a put up or shut up game. Uh, not entirely sure what he means, but I think that uh, <laughs> it just underscores the significance of this game. I mean, I don't think the Steelers are in a position to make the playoffs right now, but this is a game that could kind of dictate whether or not they finish at 500, above 500, or below 500. They really need to come out and and make a statement to say that the second half of the season is not going to be like the first. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the time. I look forward to seeing you this weekend. I'm, I'm not sure exactly how I feel about the weather. I don't know how cold it's going to be, but uh, <laughs> it's going to be like back, our first cold weather thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not in a dome either. So unfortunately, the weather right. will matter. Yes, exactly. I mean, we're starting practice this week outside, so it's it's rare for us to do that, but I guess they're going to kind of try to get ready for it, even though it's much warmer here outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Brooke. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate Brooke joining us on the podcast today. Fellow Tar Heel. I don't know if uh, we mentioned that, but she did go to Carolina. UNC, that is. Just like me, and we worked together for a little while in the Raleigh area so cool to link back up with her see her this weekend in Pittsburgh and see all the success that she is having and hopefully the Saints however have more success this weekend as they take on the Pittsburgh Steelers again the injury report will be out later today around three o'clock this afternoon definitely something to keep an eye on and then the team itself will be headed to Pittsburgh on Saturday and the game Sunday is on Fox 12 o'clock central one o'clock eastern time It'll be Adam Amin, Mark Schlereth, and Christina Pink, who used to actually work here in New Orleans, who will be on the call. If you have not, make sure you download the Saints mobile app presented by Verizon so you can keep up with all the stats, highlights. There's this new highlight hub where you can search any player that you want, any type of play, and get all of those highlights in one place on the Saints app. So definitely check that out. As always, we'll have our pre and post game show on NewOrleansSaints.com and across our social media platforms an hour before kick and then right after the game is over with John Shazer and myself from there in Pittsburgh. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Appreciate you listening as always, and we'll talk to you again on Monday. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.